We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Roto-Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Friday, February 9th, we'll be taking a look at the big game, the big game on Sunday. There's a big game, John, going on on Sunday. I don't know what it's called, but I know it's going to be big. It's going to be the 49ers and the Chiefs. There's going to be Travis Kelsey. There's going to be Taylor Swift. There's going to be some football played. It may be, it may be a super time. Maybe, maybe you're putting your, your pretzels and your cheese puffs and your and your if you're healthy maybe some broccoli sticks and celery you may be putting it in a bowl of some type so you may be feeling super while yeah. you're snacks from a bowl but there is a big game going on on Sunday and we'll be looking at the DraftKings showdown slate for it hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door hit the thummy thumbs hit the likey likes hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell always know when we go live John, the Super Bowl showdown slate seems uh, not as compelling as I, as I, if you look at our sins, not as compelling as I would think it would be where I think there's a good shot that, that no one's winning this solo. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I was, I was actually kind of looking at that. Um, yes. Like the DraftKings contest in particular um, that's, it's massive, and I actually don't know that I'm as worried about duplication um, is it like for that particular context as much as I would be. Um, just because it, it pays a million dollars first place, but it's so big that the payout structure isn't like doesn't fall off. A lot of times, it's like a million to first, hundred thousand to 
you know, to second and then it's like $5 to third or whatever. Um, and but like this one actually is like tiered down. And so I, I, I think if you finish in first place and tie with 20 people, you'd still like an $84,000 payout. <laughs> uh, so like maybe, maybe you aren't actually that concerned with, um, you know, duplication and there's maybe a thought you should go chalkier for that big contest than you would otherwise. Uh, and, you know, thinking maybe there's a lot more casual, you know, users. Um, so try to get an edge with projections and like, don't worry about, uh, yeah, don't worry about duplication. Just a thought I had. Well, I, just... mean, I could, John, I could push back just a little. Because remember, DFS is a game played with multiple variables, right? And we talk, we talk about the number one variable. I say this in my course, theoryofdfs.com. The number one variable is the skill gap between you and your opponents. That is the number one variable. I know projection, leverage, correlation, but they, at the end of the day, if your opponents are going to play six injured players, it's not hard to win. But the thing is also is that the skill gap is more apparent on slates where there are more decisions. The more decisions you have to make, if you took, take a look at any game, you know, the difference between a game like Candyland which is all luck-based because there's no decisions to be made. Technically one, the little slide, if you don't choose, obviously everyone chooses the slide, but it's basically who, who could roll a dice better. Yeah. Uh, all the way up to chess, where there's so many decisions, or Magic the Gathering or something like that, where maybe that Magic has a little luck involved, but chess has no luck involved, that the more decisions that need to be made, the bigger the skill gap could be if this was like a 10-game slate, if we, this is a normal NFL slate, right? Obviously, there's so many more decisions. There's so many ways for casual players, for bad players to go wrong. Do you really think there's that many ways? Like, if you used most of your salary, is there a way, is there a way for, for even a bad opponent? Like, what, what could be so bad? Because every lineup that I try to make, I've been doing for the past day, that uses like 48,000 or more. Like it's all like kind of the same, like it's yeah. Like if I, if I would just to randomly build lineups like that, they're not going to project that poorly. So how are we taking advantage of the, of the less skillful players other than making lineups that are, that they're not willing to make weirder, but obviously that'll be lower projected. I'd say that like usually for a showdown thing, I might, I might, think something like, oh, I can't use all the salary, uh, you know, and because if, if that lineup might be too duplicated. Whereas like, maybe you throw that rule out the window for this, like, thinking, like, it's okay if I duplicate with, like, 19 people and get win $84,000. Um, so may maybe you're, um, you know, kind of avoiding, you've got two pretty concentrated offenses. Uh, so maybe you don't need to go to, like, the Juwan Jennings, like, Justin Watson type players, that other people might click on for savings. Like maybe those guys are, you know, not as relevant as, you know, they seem like they're not going to be relevant. Uh, and you just focus on like the main core nine guys uh, across the two teams. Do you, do you think maybe, maybe the edge on, on the quote casuals as we uh, bring up the uh, lineup HQ is uh, the captain stuff. I mean, because I, I, I'm I looking at our, we have, obviously, if you're a premium member here, you get all of our projections, our ownership, our, our, our showdown HQ, our sim labs. You could run our sims for this game, all different combinations, anything you want to do. 
So take advantage of that. Even Alex Santi has an article on DFS tips and what he's been looking at when it comes to the NFL Sims and how to, how to use our tools. But I mean, the number one thing we, I mean, we could see here, I could just bring this up. I know this is premium, this is premium content, but we only have one game. So why not? This is, this is stuff that you could get for NBA for, we have PGA Sim labs now. So you could use our PGA Sims. But I mean, the overwhelming thing that we see here is that like, like the captain, like, look at this. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, it's, it's, it's so far ahead of so many other players. And then it's like Rashi Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey. The noticeable thing is that quarterback captain is like way low. Yeah. And maybe that's the type of thing that would, obviously it's going to be way low. I think the sharper players are going to be under on quarterback captains, but could it be possible that, that because this is, you know, so heavy, such a big contest with a lot of, you know, rando entries that maybe the, 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 the casual, if we want to call it that are more likely to play a quarterback and captain. And that may be suboptimal for their ownership. Yeah, I think so. Especially Patrick Mahomes. I think a lot of people will be going there. The Chiefs offense hasn't been, you know, as crazy explosive, explosive as we've seen in years past. So maybe that's a, a player you want to go underweight is, is Patrick Mahomes in the captain. Uh, and we've started to see things focus a lot more, right, on like Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, without the periphery guys getting involved. So whereas it used to be like, well, who can pick from the, the Chiefs wide receivers? Well, now we kind of can. So, you know, it's Rasheed Rice. <laughs> um, so, and actually, I think that's one of the more interesting stats, um, just getting to like Rasheed Rice. The, one of the more interesting stats I, I saw that I you know, put in the expert survey is that you know, San Francisco allowed the fourth most receptions, but the fewest yards per reception on the in the NFL this year. Uh, and so maybe you try to get like Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, and you figure you're getting the Chiefs passing game, and you're not as worried about taking Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that would be a way that you're getting different from the field, but not getting crazy. Well, one of the things that you do say in the expert survey kind of lines up with the the Sims that we have here at Roto Grinders. If we take a look at the uh, the roster construction breakdown of like what's the top 0.1% optimal outcomes, the 49ers are favored in this game. I mean, a two and a half point favorite. It skews very much heavily. I mean, look, it's very rare to see like 15% optimal. Like, look, on, like 49ers onslaughts are 6% optimal. Chiefs onslaughts are 15% optimal and not even if they win the game. So like two favorites, four dogs, one favorite, five dogs. It aligns with the fact that you said that you think, and you're backing it up based on, you know, the data that it's quite possible that the 49ers win this game, but the offense is very condensed through McCaffrey or McCaffrey plus one other person. And then the Chiefs, like from a DraftKings perspective, PPR scoring, like you may not have, a, maybe you don't even have a single receiver that gets 100 yards, but Rashi Rice is like nine for 90 and Kelsey is nine for 85 and and Justin Watson has four catches and and MVS has five, like like a lot of receptions. But maybe not, you know, maybe Mahomes doesn't pass over 300 yards. And just due to the nature of PPR scoring, that 
more Chiefs appear in optimal lineups than the 49ers do. Yeah, definitely. I, and like those receptions count, particularly on DraftKings for you know a full point. It's a 10-yard run every time they, you know, get a uh, get a wide receiver screen and get stuck to the you know line of scrimmage or whatever. It's as good as a 10-yard run. Um so yeah, I think that that is a possibility that like the, the Kansas City maybe doesn't put a bunch of points on the board, but they can put up a bunch of fantasy points by just getting receptions. Uh, and you know, Travis Kelsey or She Rice are particularly like, you know, uh, they uh, kind of pro- pro- profile particularly well for that kind of uh, of lineup. And even Isaiah Pacheco a little bit, right? Like he's uh, been the main guy in the backfield. And so it is. It's an interesting thing. Maybe maybe Mahomes is going to be overowned due to the idea that like they're not going to you know necessarily profile to score a ton of touchdowns. Uh, but maybe they still put up a bunch of fantasy points with, uh, you know, underneath passes to Travis Kelsey and Rashid Rice. Now, if you're going to build a lineup that has a Christian McCaffrey, has a Travis Kelsey, has a Pacheco, has Rashid Rice, has, you know, so, you know, people up at the top. I mean, you're going to have to find some. I mean, you're going to have to play some cheap guy. So taking a look underneath the kickers and the defenses, and we'll talk about them in a second. Uh what are the guys that you're looking at that stand out the most? Obviously, when you're when you're you're paying that little for a player, like if you just get a touchdown in that spot, like yeah. you're you're probably good. So I don't think anyone is like is will you're willing to X out because I mean, dude, Charlie Warner could score on you know some play action on the goal line type of thing. So I don't want to rule out like anyone, but who would be the top targets if you really, if you need a cheap guy, if you need basically someone like MVS down, 3K down, what do you, who, I mean, are you target? I mean, to me, the, the targets would be the Chiefs guys, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, so I think there's a couple of guys, you know, on, on each team. Um, I think MVS is actually pretty good for 3,000. Uh, he's probably the main Chiefs receiver outside of Rasheed Rice at this point. Uh, I think he played the most snaps. So, um, you know, he's, you know, got a couple uh, big catches so far in the playoffs. Um, you know, it's, he's obviously not putting up, like, huge scores, right? But, um, you know, for 3,000, that's pretty decent. And it allows you to get, you know, fill out the roster with, you know, some of the other you know, primary offensive players. Um, in terms of real cheapies, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is only 1,200. It looks like Jarek McKinnon, like, probably not going to come back. I think he could be activated tomorrow. Um, but I think Andy Reid says something like it's a, it seems like a long shot or something like that. So, like, kind of solidify Clyde Edwards-Alaire at, at 1,200 as, like, a reasonable play. Um, Kyle Juszczyk at uh, 800. <laughs> um, you know, he's been getting, you know, getting a handful of receptions. Um, I think two receptions in their last playoff game. Um, you know, so he's always on the field. It's just a question of, is he going to get anything at all? I mean, he could get totally blank on the box score, but like that's, that's okay. And, and you know, 800, I mean, you don't want him to get blanked, um, but you know, he could score a touchdown too. Right. Um, Cause he's on the field. So if he scores it, yeah, like you said, if he, if he scores a touchdown at 800, that's a big difference maker. Um, and then Richie James is at 400. Uh, maybe like it's a little bit more uh, tenuous. Uh, he's, uh, you know, slot receiver, so he's he's only four hundred. I like much prefer to use check if I, if I have the extra four hundred dollars. Um, but Richie James is a guy that, especially with to see the status of like the the Chiefs wide receivers, because we don't know 
out of like Darius Tony, Sky Moore, um, I feel like Justin Ross is still alive too. Like you got to see if, if all of those guys are in play, then maybe Richie James isn't as much of a factor. But like let's say Sky Moore isn't activated uh, or isn't isn't active for the game, uh, and if like Darius Tony's not active for the game, then maybe Richie James isn't play. How about the ultra leverage play for large field? Elijah Mitchell, 2,800. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know if I like Elijah Mitchell as much at 2,800 as I like Clyde edwards Alaire at 1,200. Um, they're probably about the same guy. I think like Clyde edwards Alaire seems to mix in a little bit more uh, on like your, your average game, whereas like Christian McCaffrey just gets everything. Like he'll, he'll just get all the running back touches. Um, I'd almost prefer use check or uh, or Clyde Edwards Alaire to Eli Mitchell. Uh, but I see what you're saying. And you never know, right? If there's an in-game injury, <laughs> um, then you know, injuries happen. Well, do you think it has to be an in-game injury? I mean, because some people will look at past games. I I mean, logic would I mean to me, common sense, it's the Super Bowl, right? It's the big game or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if we're allowed to call it the 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 bowl that is super. Like Christian McCaffrey's not coming off the field. I mean, like, like what what are they saving them for? Oh, he needs to. I mean, unless he says I need a break. I mean, I don't see Elijah Mitchell getting many carries. No, yeah. So I, I'm like Elijah Mitchell's probably my least favorite of the cheap guys that'll be active um, and are and are reasonable. Um, I yeah, I'd probably I'd rather go to like Noah Gray. Uh, you know, or or one of the really cheap Chiefs wide receivers. Okay, how about the the kickers and the defenses? I think the kickers and the defenses are going to go under-owned on this slate. And, I mean, it's showdown. People are people are building lineups as if this game is going to be something more like 27 to 20, you know, 28, 24, you know, that type, you know, around the total. But what happens, you know, that these defenses aren't bad, right? I mean, these are pretty – Chiefs defense is good. The 49ers defense is pretty – These, I mean, these aren't bad. They're not the greatest of defense, but they're not the bad, bad defense. The kickers are good. They're priced up in the 5Ks a little bit more. Who says this game isn't like, you know, each team kicks four field goals and there's only two touchdowns and the game is like, you know, 19-16 or, you know, something like that. Maybe a defensive touchdown. Are you building any lineups that, I mean, obviously the large field, you probably are. You got to build some lineups for for those types of scenarios because project, I mean, if you, those lineups that you build are going to be significantly lower projected from a median standpoint, but that game outcome, I mean, we've seen plenty of showdown slates where, you know, within five, the first five minutes, it's defensive touchdown and then some weird guy scores an 82-yard touchdown, and everyone's looking at themselves going, I don't know if I have any live showdown lineups left. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually I was kind of surprised to see the kickers uh in our in our sim labs not having positive leverage. Um, because yeah, like Harrison Bucker and Jake Moody are both like capable kickers. Um, it's a close a close game, like you know, two-point spread. So you have to figure like, yeah, it could be tied or one two point difference in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and both kickers are capable of hitting like 50 yard field goals. Uh, so that's like that's almost a touchdown right there. So I was a little bit surprised not to see the kickers with higher leverage. Kind of an interesting thing, I think. Um, 
like Butker is cheaper on DraftKings and Moody's cheaper on FanDuel uh, for what it's worth. But they're here. both expensive. I think the Sims, it's more of a byproduct of price. I mean, we typically don't see kickers at 5K. We typically see them at 3,800, 4,000. And I think if they were a little bit cheaper, uh, because it's hard, it's hard to play these. I mean, I tried finagling some lineups. It's, you know, you get to the point where, like you might as well just go up and play, get Rashi Rice or George Kittle or you know Pacheco or something like that. That that extra thousand, I mean, it's it's tight. That yeah. that I mean, the defenses seem more more uh, worthwhile to me because at least they're cheaper. Chiefs defense thirty four hundred. I mean, it's Brock Purdy. It's not you know, you know, no offense to no offense to him, but it, he's not the best quarterback in this game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of lean a little bit more towards the kickers. Um, you know, they, they are a little bit more expensive. I feel like DraftKings about mid-year started pricing up the kickers. And yeah, it used to be like, yeah, like a 3,800 kicker. Um, and now they're you're seeing them more like 4,800, 5,000, 5,200. Um, it's, it's two pretty competent offenses um, that don't generally give up a ton of like defensive points. Um, I think I think San Francisco was like last in <laughs> in points allowed to defenses, uh, and like you don't you don't necessarily I mean it's a Super Bowl, right? Or or, or the big game, as you <laughs> may uh, you know choose to call it. But uh, you know these are two really good teams, two really good offenses. They don't make a ton of mistakes. Uh, you know you can always see like a you know kick return for a touchdown, or you know or any you know any fumble return for a touchdown. Those things can happen. Um, I, I kind of think the defenses should be cheaper than the kickers, and they are. Um, so I, I don't think like they're super negative leverage or anything like that. Um, I just I do prefer getting to the kickers. Okay, so McCaffrey heavily cap. I mean, our Sims say McCaffrey by far the top captain. Uh, leverage on McCaffrey. I know I joked around about Eli Mitchell, but CBW eighty nine. I like Debo at captain. Do you think that? In a non-McCaffrey lineup, so let's 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 talk about this uh, Christian McCaffrey lineup, non-Christian McCaffrey lineup, because obviously not playing Christian McCaffrey is going to make you different because he's going to be overwhelmed. I mean, he's going to be very mega owned, and rightfully so. His projection is is stupid high. Uh, but if you're not going to play Christian McCaffrey, I don't see anyone that benefits more that takes points away would be Debo only because Debo is much more likely to get those jet sweep type rushing short screen, two yard screen to the house, pseudo rushing type of plays that if you're not going to play McCaffrey, you play Samuel. But the question is, if you do play McCaffrey, doesn't that, isn't that negatively correlated to Debo also in the expert survey? You're like, I think the only one I, in our expert survey, I think like most of 80% of our experts here, our analysts here are like, who's the best contrarian play Debo Samuel. And you're the only one that's like, I'm going to be under on Debo Samuel. Yeah. He's, he's a little bit too expensive. I, I feel like at 9,200, right? Like that's, it's only 800 less than Brock Purdy. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then you're getting all of the other, San Francisco receivers and, you know, and like, the, you know, those passes that Christian McCaffrey can take to the house. Um, I mean, I, I don't hate Debo Samuel. It's, it's really more of a price thing um, that I think he's maybe the guy that's too expensive out of the, 
the core guys that are above the, the kickers. Um, I just think he's the guy that's most overpriced. And like, especially on, and this is kind of a draft game specific thing um, that like Christian McCaffrey can put up such a monster score that even at, at 12,000, like maybe he should be more expensive. Like I see, like I, you know, initially looked at the price and he thought, Oh, well, you know, I didn't like McCaffrey's 12,000. Like you can get him off of the lineup and then you're getting a ton more money. You, there's not that much you can get, you know, removing Christian McCaffrey from your lineup. Um, like Christian McCaffrey should probably be more expensive than 12,000. Um, that's not necessarily true on FanDuel. That is actually a little bit different on FanDuel. McCaffrey, I think it's like 17,500, um, which is like, it's like easier to get a lineup without McCaffrey or like easy. Yeah. Easier to like take him off the lineup at that price. Um, he's like way more expensive than the, than the quarterbacks at that price. Uh, and by far the most expensive player uh, on the, the FanDuel price list. Um, yeah, but on DraftKings, I think the guy that's overpriced is probably Diva. You also have to admit that his his the distribution of his outcomes is way kind of asymmetric, where like Debo Debo compared to some of these other people, I mean, he could put up forty fantasy points, but it's on less plays. McCaffrey could walk into forty fantasy points, and you're because he has thirty six touches in the game. Debo, it's kind of like. Yeah, you can score two big plays and get you there. So you're playing him for that type of outcome. And then Rashi Rice, you mentioned underpriced players. I mean, the props, I mean, the the props that he has available now, I mean, really, he should be probably closer to 10,000 also. Is there a world? I mean, of course there is. Rashi Rice captain, but without Patrick Mahomes in the flex spot. Because a lot of people, you know, do the correlation. It makes sense. If Rashi Rice puts up a big game, probably Patrick Mahomes correlates with that. But Mahomes is 10-6. Are there, are there lineups that, you, that you're making where you are? Because Christian McCaffrey obviously playing captain without Purdy makes total sense. I mean, rushing touchdowns don't help Purdy, right? I mean, obviously, swing passes, everything like that. But with a guy like Rashi Rice, I mean, it, it makes sense to play Patrick Mahomes with them. But based on the pricing, I mean, there are worlds where there are plenty of outcomes where Rashi Rice, ten for one hundred and twenty, and two touch and and a touch and a, a touchdown, and Pacheco, you know, runs the ball in twice, and Mahomes is sitting there with two hundred and sixty passing yards and one passing touchdown, and. Pacheco beats him just raw point wise or Kelsey, even PPR wise, you know, beats him point per dollar wise. What, what do what are your thoughts on if you're not playing Christian McCaffrey in the captain, how are you building this lineup? Yeah. So I, I do think Rashi Rice is probably on drafting is probably the most underpriced of the, the guys uh, above the, the kickers. Like George Kittle is a little bit, Less expensive than Rice, but he's, you know, Rice is going to have a much better projection. Um, so, yeah, actually, I think that's a in- really interesting way of building a lineup is put Rishi Rice in the captain. Don't have Patrick Mahomes. The guy I like adding to that lineup is Travis Kelsey. Um, and we're going with the, the San Francisco receptions underneath kind of build, right? Um, and then you can get Christian McCaffrey in the flex. Uh, and like a kind of interesting build, right, is – that leaves you is you could do it with no quarterbacks at all, right? <laughs> like you could say that 
maybe Christian McCaffrey gets a rushing touchdown or two. Uh, maybe one other San Francisco guy gets a touchdown. Uh, the you know, Chiefs are go- offense is going through Travis Kelsey and Richie Rice with receptions and and touchdowns. Uh, and you get a build with Rasheed Rice and the captain and, and neither quarterback. And that's actually something that could play out, I think, in the game. And that's maybe a game that's not as many touchdowns. So maybe maybe you're adding a kicker to that lineup. Um, and that's a, a way that you would get probably pretty different without either quarterback at all, like in the captain or the flex, um, and have like Rasheed Rice in the in the captain spot, maybe add a kicker, and it's like a plausible game story. It's not going to be that highly owned. I want to go over one more possible lineup construction that may seem counterintuitive at first, but there we've seen this happen before. In the case that production is condensed around very few amounts of people and they're all about even, you'll win with a cheap captain and the jam it in method. So let's say, for instance, I'm just using the case of Christian McCaffrey scores 25 fantasy points. Patrick Mahomes, 25 fantasy points. Kelsey, 25 fantasy points. Rajee Rice, 25, like something like that. Something where like basically a lot, like four or five guys get like 18 to 24 fantasy points and they're all expensive. And everyone else is like in the single digits because it's all going through those guys. The only way to fit those five guys in is to play like some 4K. So you're playing Chiefs defense in the captain. You're playing yeah. uh kicker captain. You're playing MVS in the captain. And even though MVS may only have like six fantasy points, nine in the captain plus all of the other guys ends up being optimal. I know these this, it's a weird way of making lineups. But out of all the games that we've seen with, you know, the, the condensed offenses here, it's much more likely on, on in this game than it would be on, you know, Chargers-Lions where where they throw the ball to like 18 different receivers and they have two running backs each. Like the, the production could go tons of places here. I don't think it is. So I wouldn't put past you if you wanted to, you know, a Justin Watson captain lineup. Uh, CH captain lineup and jam everyone else in you're you're not going to avoid duplication that way it seems weird but you're still going to get you know even though the captain's going to be 0.6% owned like everyone's using all their salary in those lineups anyway so you'll still probably get 20 30 40 whatever dupes but i don't think that's i think if that if it turned out that way people on twitter would be like wow this is weird you know 9 points in captain one it's like like, no, th- th- this makes so much more sense, assuming that the production goes through, like, four people and it's all about even. Yeah, you just have to guess the, the right four people. Um, I I don't love dropping below the kickers in that kind of that kind of build because, like, you have to, when you start running optimal lineups, you do get, like, you know, Kyle Ishek and Richie James, like, captain lineups. Uh, and I, it just kind of happens every showdown. Like, unless that guy gets a, a touchdown, like, you need the raw points, too. Because like that multiplier does count for something, um, so like I had I've had those lamps before in showdown, and I'm you know watching the game, and it's like yeah every time you know every time you know Travis Kelsey or She Rice or Christian McCaffrey gets a reception, like that's a point and a half for somebody, right? And I've got this guy like Richie James or Clyde Edwards-Alaire is like not on the field 
Um, and I just can't. Like, even though I've got more, you know, way more points in the flex, um, somebody's going to be passing me. Some lineup is going to be passing me with that point and a half that they get for the reception, you know, or the 15, you know, 1.5 yard points they get for 10 yards or whatever. Um, or, you know, nine points for the touchdown instead of six. So I, that multiplier does does count for something. I think kicker, you can get there, right? Like, because Harrison Bucker or Jake Moody could put up 12 points. Um, they could put up 15 points with a couple of long field goals and some extra points. And then, you know, yeah, some of these guys are scoring touchdowns. And they're getting the point and a half for the for the extra point. Um, but I, I don't love dropping below the kicker and that kind of, you know, cheap captain lineup, even though it will show up in optimizers. Well, you're going to have your uh, your article out, I'm assuming, today, hitting the, nu- hitting the nuts, right? And you and you said, John, you said that you don't mind. You don't mind sharing the million dollars with a whole bunch of people, right? I mean, like, you're like, okay, solo is probably out of the question, but, you know, twenty eighty four thousand dollars $84,000, you're fine with, with a 20-place, 20-team tie. So basically this article is for the 19 other people to know how to hit the nuts. To share it with you yeah absolutely and i'm, I'm actually i'm heading to uh phoenix tomorrow for the uh DraftKings king of the desert so it'll be this you know it'll be the DraftKings showdown format me against 14 other people uh for a five hundred thousand dollar first place prize though it's not really 14 other people because i think utical uh chipotle addict and papa gates have seven out of the 15 entries <laughs> between the three of them um, and me <laughs> and and a handful like Hishbu has I think won two million dollar prizes on DraftKings. This well, what uh, is the king of what is the king of the desert? So it's like the king of the That's beach, where it was like it started off with like one hundred and fifty qualifiers, I think, then cut down to fifty. Is that for NFL or is that NBA? It was uh, NFL, so NFL and golf. So they're doing oh, two. Golf. Okay, yeah. So, uh, but there's it's like two separate live finals. So fifteen people for golf, fifteen people for for NFL. Yeah, but the golf golf already started, right? Yeah, so it, it is actually weird because I did a bunch of like golf lineups for the Waste Management Open, and that's actually the event you can go to the Waste Management Open. Uh, I'm just going, you know, tomorrow instead of having gone out yesterday. But like, I entered these DFS lineups yesterday. I'm watching the scoring today, and I'll be there like tomorrow or Sunday or whatever when the the, the contest actually concludes for the uh, Waste Management Open. Well, I, th- I well, I think the uh, the the, the the Phoenix Open may actually end after the Super Bowl. Where the, yeah, where I think the so. <laughs> and there's like, there's a frost delay, which is weird. I, I was like packing and I saw like my lineups aren't updating because there's a frost delay for, for round two. And I realized like, I'm, I was like 30 degrees off in my estimate of the temperature. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be like 80 right, you degrees. You're going, to Phoenix, you're going to Phoenix, Arizona. Like, why is there a frost delay? Yeah, no, no. It, it's going to be like a high of like, in the high fifties, one of the days that I'm going to be there. So it's like, Oh, I got to unpack all this stuff. I don't need these like beach t-shirts. <laughs> I can, you know, back some sweaters. Well, you'll have your hitting the nuts article out, uh, out soon. You could get that. If you're a premium member here at Roto grinders. So click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. Use sim labs. We got PGA sim labs now, in addition to NBA sim labs, is that Use the sim labs for the super bowl. You could do that as well. Uh, MMA, Tomorrow, uh, you're going to be out, John. You're 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 out. You're going to be in Phoenix. I'm going to be replacing you on uh, on crunch time oh, tomorrow. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. so and it's a four it's a 14 fight card. So like, yeah. well, and 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 it's a lot of garbage people. You know how much I love those. Lots of fights. Lots of bad fighters. Beautiful. 
Let's I did I did well last week in MMA. Uh so uh I mean well and I mean I made money. And a lot of yeah. times when you're playing large real GPPs, just making money is a successful is oh, yeah. in and of itself, right? That you didn't lose 40% like you normally do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um yeah, usually I lose money. I try to explain that to my wife. <laughs> like like how did that how did last night go? Like, oh, I, you know, I lost money. But, but that usually happens, don't worry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, yeah. Tell uh, tell Mike Brown to say hi. Um, you'll be replacing me on, on crunch time. It's it's it is a blender card from the appearance of it. I haven't like dove too, too deep into it. Um, there is, I think, the two highest priced fighters are like, not particularly unappealing because I think it's uh, Luma, who like generally doesn't score well. Although I think she went berserk last fight. Um, and then there's like a kind of a, a what ended up being a mispricing because. It was a very highly favored fighter. Uh, his opponent got scratched, and they replaced him with like a better fighter. <laughs> so, so, but like uh, you know, interesting like contrarian play up there. But, like the two highest priced fighters, probably not that appealing. Um, and it's fourteen fights, I think, as of now. I think weigh-ins will be noon. I think it's an apex card. Um, so weigh-ins will be starting here shortly. We'll see if it sticks at, at fourteen fights. Right, but you could uh, check out crunch time tomorrow. Hit that notification bell to know when we go live, always. Hit that thumbs up button. Give me the thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. We got NBA Grinders live later today, as well as crunch time for NBA. We got some NBA games. We got props. Props and pick them. I already got tons of props in for today. I, NHL, we only got three games. We got tons of stuff for you here at Roto Grinders. So always check out our content. Join us in the Discord, which is free. It shouldn't be free, but it is. Rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Uh, uh, John, good luck and bring your winter. I can't believe you need to bring your winter coat, yeah, to Phoenix for the king. It's the king of the desert, and based on the frost, maybe it should be king of the dessert, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, just take an S out, <laughs> yeah. Um, I got plenty of DraftKings hoodies, I'll just pack a few of them, <laughs> head out. They got a nice uh, sports book there, actually on the golf course. Uh, so that'd be cool. That I think that's where we're actually going to be watching the uh, watching the Super Bowl. So that should be a good time. Um, and got like you know a couple of DFS you know goals to accomplish. One of them is winning a football live final. The other is winning a DraftKings live final. I think I've finished second, third, and fourth twice. Um, so hopefully take down first, and I'll I'll take it even if it's a tie. Either contest. Well, I'll be back on Monday. We'll review. We'll review the the, the big game showdown slate uh, with James McCool on on Monday. You know what ended up winning. You know all that type of stuff. And, and I'm I'm back as usual. Right, this is what we do in the morning, Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pick them on Roto Grinders today. <laughs> 